welcome to Align Your Mind, the podcast that helps you change your life and achieve your goals through the power of thought work. My name is Chelsea Tanner. Today, I'm going to talk about really just this thought, which is the title of the episode, you always know what's best for you. This is a thought I've been practicing more and more this year as I've kind of grown out of a few things in my life. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. So I have thought a lot about this subject because I love rules. (laughs) Rules make things simple. They're bumper guards in the bowling alley. You can't really go wrong if you just follow them. That's what I've done most of my life. That's what I know. I never really questioned rules, sometimes even to a fault. I always know what's best for me is a thought that I've been practicing over the past year or so. As I've gone through my 20s, I've had a lot of bumper guards. My parents, 10 years of music school, plans set by those who came before me in the classical music world. I just, I did everything I was supposed to do. The thought, I always know what's best for me, came to me through the general practice of how I was trained as a life coach. And contrary to what like a lot of people think life coaches are, You know, they think, oh, they tell you how to live your life and love your life. Well, kind of, but I, personally, as a coach, never really give advice. And as a certified coach from the Life Coach School, our aim is, you know, to hold space, to show people their mindset so then they can make the best decision for them. I tell myself, I never know what's best for someone else. Only they can know that. Therefore... I always know what's best for me. The reason this can be a scary thought is because many people live in a place of confusion. They want directions. They want bumper guards. There is, however, unfortunately, um, no life manual or handbook that will make us happy. We have to take that responsibility on ourselves. What made me think of this topic and how powerful it can be is because I've been rereading Untamed by Glennon Doyle. This book is incredible, and if you've talked to me in the past year, I've probably recommended it to you. There's a theme throughout the book of this sort of deeper knowing that we all have. Something we all too often ignore as we're tamed by society. She describes this as hard to implement because we're so caught up in playing the roles in our lives. Listening to your inner knowing means you must trust yourself from a calm place. It's dropping into your body lower and lower, really being aware of how things feel, almost in a meditative way. We all have the answers to our own questions most of the time, especially the big ones. But sometimes those answers scare us. A big one that scared me was realizing I didn't actually want an orchestra job. Now, I have to say, that's the second time I said that sentence because the first time it was really hard to admit in such a public platform. But I took 20 auditions for professional orchestras, driving and flying around the country for five years, always preparing excerpts, always thinking that this is what the best musicians do. They play in orchestras. This is how I know I'm a good musician. It took 20 professional auditions and 20 orchestral festival auditions to realize that 
I loved playing in orchestra, but I didn't want to dedicate my life to it. Once again, this is really hard to admit, and but this is really an example of that inner knowing. I was never really more miserable and less fully committed to something I was spending so much time and money trying to get. That was one of my bumper guards. Auditions meant opportunities, and as musicians, we're told to take every possible audition because you never know when there aren't going to be auditions anymore, or there'll be no jobs again, or because you can't win an audition you don't take. This made me realize that if I were going to trust my inner knowing, I was going to have to take more of those bumper guards down, one by one. I have many favorite quotes from Untamed, but one of them sticks out to me, and it's truly about this self-integrity, self-trust, this knowing. Glennon Doyle is talking about a conversation she's having with her daughter, who was afraid of disappointing her brother because she didn't want to join the same club at school he was in. Then Glennon says to her daughter, Listen, every time you're given a choice between disappointing someone else and disappointing yourself, your duty is to disappoint that someone else. Your job throughout your life is to disappoint as many people as it takes to avoid disappointing yourself. Then her daughter asks, even you? And Glennon replies, especially me. There is so much to unpack here. (laughs) And I had to really sit with this for a while and take in what that means and reflect on just how much I personally have never thought to do that. And I'm still learning practically in my life what this wisdom is really getting at. The little ways we're tamed by society, by our industry, especially in the classical music world, they seem almost insignificant, but they have a real impact on our lives and our ability to trust ourselves. I know as a music student, I always thought my teacher knew what was best for me. I have amazing, incredible former teachers and mentors, but something I realized is that what they're offering is likely what would have been best for them in that situation. We trust our teachers and mentors and parents and elders and all of those people who are supposed to guide us, but one of the hardest things I've learned so far is that they don't really know what's best for me. I know what's best for me. Glennon also talks about the time when she wanted to cut her bangs, and I feel like this is this can be a real struggle if you're deciding whether to cut your bangs, <laughs> but she called her mom about it, and her mom had lost sleep over this. Her mom called her the next morning and was imploring her to not cut her bangs because she knew that Glennon always regretted it. Glennon listened to her mother, and honestly, Glennon in this moment, sounds like me to a T. We want to think that others know best because it's uncomfortable to be who we are unapologetically, especially when that goes against the wishes of the people we love. Glennon says, it's not the cruel criticism from folks who hate us that scares us away from our knowing. It's the quiet concern of those who love us. 
when someone disagrees with you about what's best for you, you have a decision to make. You can trust them more or you can trust yourself more. This concept, so distinctly put, really represents just how little many people trust themselves. We look for directions. We want to know how to do the thing before we do it, before we even start. We're afraid to speak our mind. We're afraid of vulnerability because what will other people think? When we have these moments, it can be easy to just say nothing. That was my MO for most of my life, actually. Just say nothing. I didn't know what to say to people as a kid, to other kids. I thought, shouldn't there be some sort of conversation starter manual so you know what to say on the bus on the way to school? How do these kids just know what to say to each other? I was looking for these directions for as long as I can remember. But what I've learned, especially through life coaching, is that there are no rules. Other people have rules that they follow, viewpoints they live by, whether that's shaped by society or their genuine inner knowing. is is probably on a sliding scale, but we get to make up our own. Now, I'm not, I'm obviously not talking about breaking the law and things like that, though some people do operate breaking the law. And I'm more talking about how I treat people or how I operate as a person, what I think is possible for myself and operating from a place of self-trust, compassion, and love. Taking those societal bowling bumper guards down is scary because we want to fit in so badly. We all just want to be liked, but do you like you? First and foremost, ask yourself that question. Do you like you? Do you love what you're doing? Could you do this for the rest of your life? For me, I didn't want to play in an orchestra for the rest of my life. This is truly considered the most elite job, aside being a soloist, and the most, the highest esteem possible in the classical music world, but my truest knowing is telling me that I want to be more creative. I love teaching. I love coaching. I love exploring concepts just like this one and sharing it with everyone who will listen. <laughs> That's what I love doing, and it's what feels most aligned to me. When we don't live from this place of self-trust, we stretch and twist and try to fit ourselves into molds that feel uncomfortable, like no matter how hard you try you just can't seem to fit when i found coaching i thought about all the ways it could be used for musicians and people like me and just people with human brains honestly and i felt like a puzzle piece was fitting into place when i thought about becoming a coach i never had that with orchestral auditions When we have these moments of knowing and clarity, they're important. They happen throughout our lives, and I think it's important to think about all the possibilities and directions our lives can go. In Untamed, Glennon Doyle talks about the perpetual state of becoming. That's the state we're in as humans. One of my favorite quotes in this book is in a chapter called, Let It Burn. She's referring to letting go of all the directions we've known in order to live the life we want. She says, our next life will always cost us this one. It's when people say, you know, 
oh, well, maybe in my next life. This is so powerful because we don't get a next life. We get this life. Whenever I put my life into context like this, which is my life, I always gain clarity in my decision making. These directions are those bumper guards in the bowling alley. They leave you in the little leagues. Questioning those bumper guards, these memos written by society that we've burned subconsciously in our brain from a young age will help you gain clarity and lead a life that's so much more aligned with you. I have one more quote that I want to share with you. It's from the end of the same chapter called Let It Burn. Glennon Doyle says, If I am living bravely, my entire life will become a million deaths and rebirths. It takes courage to value your own opinion above all else. But if we never question the directions laid out by our parents, our society, our mentors, our industry, we limit ourselves. You can't become an amazing bowler if you never take down the bumper guards. You just won't grow. To grow into the person you want, it's going to be hard. You'll need to question all of those bumpers. You need to take them down. Are they really helping you? Or are they ultimately just holding you back? Thank you so much for listening this week. I'm so passionate about this subject and I hope you enjoyed it. If you're interested in coaching with me, please visit chelseatanner.com and fill out a contact form for more information on how we can work together. And if you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts so this work can reach even more people. I hope you have a beautiful week. The theme music for this podcast is a song called Already Gone by Paper Morning. They're an amazing band, and you can hear more from them in the link in the show notes.